1: of the Tuesday instalment of Power Lunch here in Power 98.7. Now we're talking, my friends, so glad and so happy to be uh, spending uh, today with you until 3 p.m. My name is Nkosi Khonamalingam Nisi, standing in for Madame Bahbimuloy today. And, of course, we continue to nibble on some very great conversations. Someone very close to me was speaking about, uh, we spoke briefly, in fact, about it in the first hour, uh, Eunice's decision to reject a call um, by the academic union for staff to continue working from home someone close to me saying um you know <laughs> we don't want to go back to work A hybrid is fine no money for petrol i feel you i feel you but you know we've made significant progress significant progress in terms of overcoming the covid19 pandemic and unfortunately some of these situations made us very comfortable like extremely, extremely comfortable uh, in our environment. But it's now time to essentially go back to what we know. Alright, 10 minutes after 1 o'clock. As I said, welcome. Thanks very much for joining us. 0861 987 000. That's, of course, then the number to dial if you're wanting to get in touch with us. Send us your WhatsApp voice, uh, voice notes and messages on 0833 037 093 at PowerFM 987 on X. I'm at Mneesinko corner Remember to use the hashtag Power Lunch. I see all my Facebook people. I see you guys. Hello. Welcome to you, too. We're at PowerFM on Facebook. I'm Gorsiko. Malingam Nisi there as well. Speaking about having to adjust, right? We come from COVID. Now we have to go back to work. Have you ever moved, right? And your moved caused you so much psychological impact. We're speaking about the psychology of moving to a different space. It could be a different city. It could be a different country. And even just that, for me personally, gives me the shivers. If I think about, there's a lot of challenges in South Africa, my friends, but this is a great country to live in. If I think about living for an extended period in another country, I would crumble. But I wouldn't put it past myself that it could happen, and perhaps I'd be just fine. So, some 14 years ago now, um, I moved to the Gauteng province from a tiny little village in Pumalanga, right? and very humble beginnings, very simple life, and I then had to come to the country's economic hub for the first time at 10 years, and I'll tell you that I was living with my grandmother back home, and I had requested, in fact, it was my request to want to come live with my grandmother, uh, my mother, I beg yours, in Johannesburg, But the day it happened, I remember my computer was even packed. It was, that car was full. And I said to myself, this is happening. I remember not crying the moment I got into the car. But as we got closer and closer, and for the first time when you come to Joburg, it wasn't the first time, but it was the first time that it's it's happening now permanently. The road feels very long. Right. And you're seeing just the grass and the wilderness as you're driving, and those tears started coming down my face, and I realized that this is real. So, as I said, we're speaking about the, psych- uh, the psychology of moving. And to help us unpack this uh, conversation a bit better, we joined on the line by counseling psychologist Ntabi Singh Mujke. Ntabi Singh, thanks very much for your time. Good afternoon. Afternoon. How are you, Ngozi? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank Great you. stuff. Perhaps let's start here. Have you ever had such a move as a psychologist? Perhaps do you deal differently with moving?
0: Um, <clears throat> I have moved most of my life because mm. firstly I went to boarding school, and I went to boarding school in the free state. Uh, coming from Houghton, it was quite a daunting distance to travel—about four and a half hours mm. to get there. Um. But since then, moving for me has has never been a problem. After that, I had to go study in the Cape, and then I only start uh, going back to to came back to housing. However, my other move was in the same suburb where <clears throat> I moved from one area of the city to the other uh, with my whole family, my mm. kids and my husband, and stuff like that. That, that was also another move that, that actually created an impact in terms of adjusting to the new neighborhood, mm. getting to know where the shops are, getting to know this and that. And recently I've also moved from one area of the city to another, to the furthest area of the city. That doesn't have a lot of things that I am used to. I had to adjust to the traffic that fired, I had to adjust to the attitude of the drivers on the road, things like this. So it's a lot of things that you have to take in as a person mm. and say to yourself, I'm going to to get through this. Because unfortunately, once you made a decision to move to another place, you can't just decide that uh, I'm not being here anymore. Mm. I, must, I, must move, I must move back to where I was before. But it, it, it also challenges you as a person, your character to say, are you able to stand up for it and say, I chose this road and I'm going to stand mm. up for it regardless
1: of what it brings into my space. Yeah. Now, Tavi's saying the process of moving often triggers a range of psychological experiences. And one is, you know, attachment to the previous home and Mm -hmm. our previous environment. So how do psychological attachments to familiar environments and routines often influence, um, you know, our emotional response to moving?
0: It does influence a lot of of, of your emotional response to Mm -hmm. it. Because remember, when you stay in an environment for the longest time, maybe as a child or um, as a young adult, you form certain boundaries, uh, 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 bonds with the environment. You get used to the people in the store, at the garage, everywhere. You become familiar mm. with the environment. You even understand the weather phenomenon of the environment. You see a cloud like this now; nah, it won't rain. It will rain tomorrow. You know, you already know what's going on. So it's a it's a it's a space of a comfort, is a space of uh, 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 knowledge where you know what happens when. And as soon as you have to move, you must inform your mind that unfortunately you're not going to have the familiar things over again. We are going to start afresh. The nice thing is that for every new move, you will get familiar to it. You will adjust to it. Mm. Because like in the beginning, you don't expect, you don't, you don't think it will happen especially if it comes with a lot of differences. For instance, moving from a small town, that, like you said, to a big city, moving from rural areas to big cities, you find that it happens a lot, especially with students who are coming to cities from rural areas, and they have to adjust firstly to the academic workload. Uh, work Secondly, to the city life itself. Thirdly, to being alone in, mm-hmm. in a strange place. So those things on their own, they, they can actually uh, throw you off of your, your rails.
1: Mm. and there is an associated theory to to this Uh process the attachment theory so how can this inform then our understanding of the emotional impact and perhaps draw us back to that processing stage where you now know that it's official you're moving and you have to talk yourself through certain fears and and Uh anxiety and certain panic as I said I myself had so many shivers in that moment Uh and to a point where I I wanted to actually turn back and that's how Uh much anxiety um moving can cause one yes
0: um it happens to many And remember that most of the time when you move it is a completely new experience and most people move a lot when they are younger when they don't even have the skills to understand or the skills to cope Mm. with the new situation and fortunately as you grow older you learn to realize that I don't have to be attached to things. I don't have to be attached to a place. I don't Mm. have to be attached to people. Unfortunately, sometimes you grow until we are very uh, very old to realize that we we don't have to be attached to anything. And as we are not attached to anything, that's when you actually define your own freedom and define your own self to be able to live freely in any environment. Mm. And that brings in the opposite theory with regards to attachment theory, what what is called detachment theory the theory that says you can easily detach from environments if you don't attach emotionally and cognitively to it but how do you do it Do you actually accept that i am living for instance i have two maybe main example i am living in wheat bank and if i'm living in we bank is beautiful it's a easy city everything is easy but I don't belong here. I mm. don't own anything around here. Everything that you say is comfortable for my living space. It's comfortable for me to manage the space that I'm in. But I don't own it. And if you don't own it, it's easy for you to just pick up and leave. So, and mm. that happens firstly in your mind to actually sensitize yourself to saying, I don't own it. I don't own this space. I don't own this checker here. I don't own this tricks here but I own my life, I own my my space, I own my thinking. And you're thinking towards your environment, will be the one that will assist you to move to a new environment better. Mm. Another thing is the, the place that you're moving in, are you positively uh, excited about it or are you anxious about it because you don't know anything about it? Some people uh, take uh, much pleasure to go into places that they don't know because it's adventurous, they'll be getting to know new things, They'll be exploring, they'll be doing the and that, mm. And those people adjust easily. But those people who don't see that as an opportunity for growth, they see it as an opportunity for um, losing. You're losing the space that you've been uh, living with. You're losing the love that you've been getting from your parents or from your sisters or from your family. You're losing the, the comfort that you know and going into a new area and you don't think you have the skills and the capabilities to adjust to it. So it's purely just understanding that Generally in life, in the from everything from the car that you drive to the food that you eat, Mm. from the laptop that you that you have and the phone that you have. You don't get attached to it.
1: Mm. And, And and Tabi saying you spoke about, you know, most times, um, you know, people move at a very young age, you know, as children. Uh, uh, what's the role of parents in such a process? Because one will have the understanding that if you're moving as a child, often it's the t- decision of your parent or guardian. What do they have to weigh and, and look at before they then say, I'm going to move and I'm taking my child or children with me?
0: Um, most of the time for parents... <coughs> They move because of their circumstances. They mm. they got a new job or a new career move, things like that. And they evaluate things from that perspective first. That it's gonna be good for my for my growth, it's gonna be good for my career development and and my, my emotional well being if wherever they are they don't feel emotionally okay and they move to another city. When it's about children, you are moving with your child, it's important for you as a parent to um uh, have a conversation with the child explain to the child why you are moving and explain to the child that every situation that you get yourself into before you get used to it it's anxiety-provoking you'll wonder if you will adjust to it you will wonder particularly friends children are are most of the time worried about friends Mm. you'll wonder if i'll ever get a friend will i ever uh, get people who will understand me. And they start looking inward into themselves instead of actually saying, I am here, whatever is thrown at me, for as long as I am with my mother or I am with the people that I'm familiar with, I will be fine. So the important role of parents in this, in this instance is to explain to children what the benefits of all of you to move into the new place. What is it going to enjoy moving to the new place? And the fact that you're going to get new friends, how is it going to work out? How can they change their behavior to be able to attract new friends into their life? And how is it possible that they don't need to think that they are losing previous friends? The friendship may have adjusted in terms of intensity, in terms of spending time with the people, but they are still there for them to contact. And it's an opportunity to actually move and visit them once in a while, Mm. to move out of your campus space and say, oh, once in a while I'm going to visit my old friends in my old city. And remember that for every day that you wake up, you change. You are not the same person that you were last week mm. today, you know. So even if you miss your friends today, you may find that they're actually far different than the people that you'll be staying in, in the new environment as you move. So mm. everything is about change, but throughout change, it's important to look at it with a positive eye. Yeah. Instead of looking at it with fear.
1: Yeah. How do we address what one could say are long-term psychological effects, um, issues mm. around stability, identity, and just your general emotional well-being? I mean, when we look at the issue of identity, many people that have, have moved from perhaps remote areas, are coming to uh, Johannesburg or the province of Gauteng, finding that you know many languages are being spoken, um, mm. and they have to then adjust to aid their communication with people and uh, the community they live in. So how do we address these sort of long-term? Because if you then here for an extended period, one will then argue that you'll have to hop on to knowing and learning other people's cultures, languages, and their way of life. Mm-hmm.
0: In the beginning, I would say do it for selfish reasons. You know, when you mm. start doing things for selfish reasons for yourself, they become more fun because you are actually overcoming yourself. So, the biggest thing is to overcome yourself your fears, your little things that you're uncomfortable things, and things that you may think they might put you at a, at a lower rank in relation to other people with you in the same cycle. So, think about doing things for your own selfish reasons. If you have to learn a language, it's for your own selfish reasons. And remember, when you learn a new language, it means you are expanding your knowledge, you're expanding your. your the ability to adapt to new environments. If you know a person's language, you know their culture, and it's easy for them to welcome you into their space mm-hmm. and even teach you more about it because you showed an element of attempt to say, um, I'm not going to say I don't want to learn the language, but I want to know more. So they'll be able to welcome you into the space. So it's important to look at it in that way. And second, it's not to look at it from a point of losing or from a point of uh, uh, losing yourself and your identity, you still remain as yourself within yourself. You are just expanding yes. the, the circle of knowledge on your part to be able to adjust to new environments. You know, yeah. and in the long run, it will it will add a positivity into your esteem because now you have gained a new language. Now if you know more about a uh, different culture. Now you can adjust to different people. You are sociable. You can you can relate with anyone that adds a little bit a, a few brownies to a self-esteem bank so it's important to realize it from your own perspective mm. however if you don't do that the opposite is that you look at it and be fearful and think oh maybe i won't be able to speak in their accent maybe i won't be able to uh, do the clicks correctly if you start looking at it from your point of weakness then you can never adjust to it. And then it means throughout your life, you're going to look at yourself from a point of ignorance, I don't know, I'm not enough, I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm. But if you allow yourself to actually learn and say to yourself, I can, the little bit I can know will get me far. Yeah. Then you go far. And remember, for instance, if you go to foreign countries, you go to Germany, maybe to learn, maybe because of school, the first thing when you arrive there, the first thing they do with you is to teach you the language. You sure. can spend three months, but you need to know the language. And it will sound like they are forcing it to you. But the benefit of it they are saying are just be independent, be able to walk around on your own, and speak to somebody and say, "I need water. Where can I get pizza? Where can I get the sentence? Because you know how to converse with other people. So it's about self empowerment. It's about Your self-freedom is about your self-independence. It's not taking anything away. Or what it is actually is adding more to you. So it's important to look at it from that perspective.
1: Do you think there's stubbornness or resistance with some people when they do move and they have to adapt to um, a new community? Um, And I think I I also relate this to the issue of language, where they're just saying, Mm. I'm just not willing.
0: Yeah. um, um, Most of the time it is resistance um telling yourself that why sh- why should I? I mean mm. um I'm not gonna be here forever and this language won't take me anywhere. And and unfortunately when you look at it later you realize I missed out on an opportunity. I missed out on an opportunity that can actually assist me to adjust and to communicate with people in different sectors of of my community in a different language. So it's resistance and resistance comes from fear. And that fear is saying I want to remain safe. In your mind, you are telling yourself, if I jump over and learn to speak another language, you are going to, into an unknown territory. And because it's unknown, it's unsafe. I don't have the tools to protect myself. And with with culture and knowing other people, it's got nothing to do with what will happen to you. It, it's got everything to do with knowing the skills of how to adjust and empower yourself in order for you to know what to do should you need to mm. get help.
1: And when we speak about perhaps, uh, you know, coping strategies and, you know, psychological mechanisms, what would you suggest for someone that's about to embark on such a a change?
0: When you're about to embark on a change, make it exciting for yourself. Agree with yourself first that I am moving to a different space, especially if you're not in control of it. For instance, you're moving because your family is moving or... You got a promotion and they said, unfortunately, you have to go and be in another branch outside of the province that you're staying in. You don't really have control of it, but you have to go. Take it as an adventure. You know, every phase of our life is an adventure. Mm. Just remember that. When you grow up and you are 12 years old, you go into teenagehood. Being a teenager is an adventure on its own. If you manage to survive that time, you can survive anything so going into a new place is an adventure what do you do when you go on adventure you you take your your toolkit you put in everything that you need in your toolkit whether it's uh, resilience whether it's positive attitude whether it's the uh, the mind to to want to know curiosity and then after that you learn about the area that you're going to go to you learn how many stores and which main routes are there and, and how many uh, uh, schools or mm. whatever that you, you that you will need that you will and uh, enable you to have a better life there. You know, you inform yourself about the place. And after informing yourself about the place, you say what are the carefuls? What are the things that can happen that I don't have control yeah. over? And it's it's possible that they can happen. Ask yeah. yourself this critical question. And by asking yourself these critical questions, you prepare yourself for the for the for the worst. Yeah. And the other thing It's actually as people who are already in that area, who are living in that area, and say, what are the beautiful things about the place that you stay in? What are the bad things? What do I need to cut against? What do I need to protect myself against when I stay there? But what do I also need to embrace for us to be accepted into a new environment? And then look into yourself. What are the skills that I have that I can actually use to make myself feel comfortable in a new environment? Enhance those skills. Make yourself stronger with to that and move on feeling positive and, and, and guided as you go into any, any area. So, preparing yourself mentally and preparing yourself emotionally can get, actually make it easier to adjust to any environment without yeah. any fear. I However, guess, mm, don't mm. eliminate the fact that care force will be there. Mm,
1: mm. I guess, sometimes you saying the uh, aim here is to be positive and think about it in a very good light, eh?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and that's fun. Mm. That's fun on, on on the road. It's it's like people who are afraid of getting lost. Um, they never actually get to know other routes. And I, I learned that while I was start start uh, uh, adjusting to new life as a driver, I had to drive to different places that I didn't have a clue of. But I had to say to myself, if I get lost, I'll be learning. A new route which yeah. means i'm going there but i've just taken a different route that i was not given and remember in our time there was no gps there was no phone if you didn't get a proper direction on paper and wrote it out correctly you may miss a point and yeah. actually go in, in an opposite direction but you had to be positive about it so remember every area that you go into that is new it's a journey for you. It's adventure. You get to know new things that you never got to know about. Okay. And every new thing that comes into your life does it do for you, it makes you stronger, it develops you into a different
1: person. 100%. Tabi Singh, I want to thank you so much for lending us your time this afternoon and sharing your insights, um, you know, in this particular field where the subject matter is concerned. Thank you so much. That's Ntabi Singh Muike today, counselling psychologist, speaking uh, speaking to us about the psychology of moving. Very interesting one. You've been listening to a Power
0: 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.